I'm Alex Boardman, in on a free for one week only, and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Yes, he's back, back again. Joe says back, tell your friends. Yep, the one-time special one, who it turns out is about as special as a special sale at DFS, has landed himself another top job. Can Jose still walk the walk? Doesn't really matter as his new job's all about talking the talk. Unbelievably, Jose Mourinho has been handed his very own chat show on Russian TV. As a United fan, I did want him sent to Siberia after the Liverpool game, to be honest, so it's a start. Still, Jose the chat show host, can he emulate the greats? Parky, Wogan, Partridge, maybe... The key to being a good interviewer is to be interested in the person you're talking to, to get under the skin, to genuinely care for them. Um, welcome to the Jose show, you know. I did want to have this show on the BBC, but they refused to name the channel as BBC Special One, so I did not go. Thank you. Um, right, let's bring out my first guest. Uh, please welcome onto the show, me. Um, you know, welcome, Jose. Thank you, Jose. Thank you. Uh, Jose, you are a phenomenal football manager. Phenomenal. Uh, but it uh, seems that many people are at fault for your feelings, you know. They do not show your R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, you know. <laughs> I think we should list them all and shame them all. Agreed, you know? So, um, linesman, Roman Abramovich, you know? Uh, Gary Neville, Neil Kettis, Jürgen Klopp, Manchester United fans, the newspaper press, that man who works in the corner shop, um, Ed Woodward, um, that stupid doctor lady at Chelsea, uh, people who, who go shopping in pyjamas, uh, Pope Francis, Theresa May, Alan Partridge. Of course, the usual media route for people who leave football and have half a personality is to go into punditry on Sky, or if you've not even got half a personality, BT. What a goal from Michael Owen. Jose would have been brilliant at that, of course, but he rarely does the expected, except when he was managing an away game and he used to put 11 men behind the ball. Good luck to him anyway. Will he be a success? Probably. Dion Dublin has a career on TV that's nothing to do with football. Maybe there's a Russian version of that show. Homes under the hammer and sickle, perhaps. Now, if I was to talk about a footballer catching the eye of an old lady, you'd be forgiven for thinking I was talking about Wayne Rooney. Instead, I'm talking about the greatest British midfielder of his generation, perpetually injured, never lived up to his potential, delete as applicable, Aaron Ramsey, who will be saying Arrivederci to Arsenal this summer as he's heading to Juventus. Why Arsenal have let Ramsey go on a free to Turin is shrouded in mystery. However, you don't need to be Velma from Scooby-Doo to work out that Juventus have picked up a quality player for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to pay his wages, of course, but that's only... For your deal, carry the five, add the one. Eighty-three million pounds for Aaron Ramsey? You've got to be kidding. Four hundred thousand pounds a week 
for a player with an injury record so bad you half expect him to sprain his wrist signing the contract. Mind you, if I ever signed a contract like that, I'd probably sprain my wrist. Sorry, not that kind of show. To put that into perspective, Aaron Ramsey has signed a contract that's just a few quid behind Cristiano Ronaldo's contract. I wish I had his agent. Well, answer me this, Giuseppe. How many charity shields has Ronaldo won? Uh, two. Same as my boy Aaron. 400k a week or we walk. Nobody else pays such uh, ridiculous wages for a so-so player. They sign on a free. Have you seen Alexis Sanchez? Okay, I draw up contract. Come to think of it, Fabian Delph has won two League Cups. I wonder how much a week he'd be worth in Italy. Anyway, Ramsey's clearly not a bad guy. He issued a heartfelt message on social media to Arsenal fans that read... I wanted to uh, issue a personal statement uh, to all the Arsenal fans who have been extremely loyal and supportive. You welcomed me as a teenager and I've been, you've been there for throughout my highs and my lows. It's uh, with a heavy heart that I leave after 11 incredible years in North London. Heavy heart, heavy wallet. Do you remember that weird thing of celebrities dying every time Ramsey scored a goal? I bet Silvio Berlusconi's bricking it. Meanwhile, across town at Wembley, Tottenham were preparing to welcome Borussia Dortmund and wonder kid of the moment, Jadon Sancho. But he almost didn't make it. The Dortmund team plane was delayed after Jadon turned up at the airport, realising he'd forgotten his passport. I mean, in a way, that's kind of comforting. Makes him more human. After all, he might be the youngest ever player to score eight goals in a single Bundesliga season, but he could still do with having his mum pack his bag. As it turned out, they may as well just have taken off without him, as the young winger was marked out of the game and Spurs romped home to a 3-0 victory. You would have thought with a score like that, everybody at the North London club would have been over the moon, but it turned out the club were having to deal with some unexpected bad news. Tottenham have appeared to cancel their plans to build a lovely VIP cheese and wine room as part of their refurbishment of White Hart Lane. The club are suggesting it was never a plan in the first place, but it didn't stop the Guardian ploughing in there with a cracking cheese pun on their back pages, with the headline... Unbelievable! Oh, fantastic. What a great effort. Although may I suggest they overlooked the much more obvious choices of do Spurs give damn? Too gouda to be true, and Spurs carefully reconsider cheese room. Carefully. It's a crumbly white cheese. Google it. And finally this week, we have to pay our tribute to an English goalkeeping legend who passed away at the age of 81. Gordon Banks. World Cup winner, Stoke and Leicester hero, and a man who used to play in the nets wearing a flat cap. Legend. For many, their everlasting memory of Banks will be his wonder save when facing Pelly in the 1970 World Cup, a stop which surprised everyone watching, and also the world's greatest striker. After I had the ball, after the cross of Jaya, I had the ball. I, I already jumped to say go. Then I looked there. I did, I did go. Oh. <laughs> I scored more than a thousand goals in my life. People don't remember the goal, but the goal I don't score, they remember. <laughs> Pelly also paid a touching tribute on Instagram when he said, So I am glad he saved my header uh, because uh, the act was the start of a friendship between us that I will always treasure. Whenever we met, it was like we had never been apart. 
a beautiful tribute from one legend to another whose lives became entwined forever by a single split second on a football field. Rest in peace, Gordon. You will never be forgotten. Just one last thing before I go. Pelly is 78 years old. My dad's 78 and he can't even text. He complains that his fingers don't hit the right buttons and he can't even keep the phone steady. So how on earth is Pelly using Instagram? He's 78. How's he keeping his fingers steady? I mean, I know he used to advertise Viagra and... Oh, you don't think he types with his... Oh, that's it. I'm gone. Jim's back next week. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson with additional voices from Alex Whiteley and Ben Nicholas. Oh, I just can't get that pelly image out of my head.